Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. Thanks for joining me. As always, it's such a pleasure to have you on this journey together. This is a, an opportunity to have conversations with spiritual teachers, with people on the spiritual journey, with people who are following a spiritual path, because the purpose of this program really is to uplift, transform, to heal, to allow us to stay connected to our soul. And that really is the purpose of life, and it's so important to use all of the teachings and resources that we gather to ourselves to help us remember who we are so we can really live a life filled with joy, happiness, health, and harmony. And uh, I'm just going to jump right into our conversation today because we're so blessed. We're so blessed to have with us such a um, very special guest. So I am going to introduce her. Um, we are having a conversation and we're going to explore the wisdom from a spiritual master. And the spiritual master who is with us today is Her Holiness Jagadguru Sai Maa Lakshmi Devi Mishra. And just a little bit about her. Uh, she is a world-renowned spiritual master, healer, and humanitarian with a unique fusion of Eastern spiritual wisdom, Western therapeutic knowledge, and energetic mastery. Sai Ma shares teachings to uplift and empower others to master their lives as she has her own. In 2007, Sai Ma was honored with the prestigious title of Jada Guru, the highest title in the Vedic tradition of India. She is the first woman to receive this title in the 2,700 years of Vishnu Swami lineage. The title was given to Sai Ma in recognition of her humanitarian service and spiritual mastery. This honor represents one of the uh, many of those that recognize the depth of Saima's wisdom and contribution to the evolution of humanity on this planet. So it's just my great pleasure and honor to welcome Saima to our show today. Hello and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lovely to be with you. You know, I, I do feel we are so honored by your presence. I know you have uh, an immense following. You have a huge spiritual mission in life, and you are doing so many wonderful things. I, I would like us to start our conversation. If you could just share about your own spiritual journey. Hmm. Everything is spiritual, too. Everything. So it started before even I was born on this planet. Whether I eat, it's spiritual. Whether I speak, it's spiritual. Whether I get mad, it's spiritual. Everything is spiritual. I, I don't know how to tell you about my spiritual journey. It's my whole life. Did did you did as a child were you aware of that your spiritual nature? Well, my parents are from a Vedic tradition with their spiritual life, so everything is part of this. Everything when we 
the moment we open our eyes as children, and then we go also to honor the earth when we take bath, honor water when we take bath as children. And before we, I think I was five years old, before going to school for the first time, I, my parents teach us the mantra of Saraswati, the mantra of knowledge. So we, we, so I don't know what is not spiritual in my life. Right, right. You know, uh, you know, that tradition, uh, you know, from the very beginning, you're honoring, you're, you're appreciating, you're chanting, you're seeing that divinity. You know, what, what a very special family to have been born into. Of course, you chose well, right? Well, I had to choose before I was born, naturally. And uh, it was very clear to me I didn't wish to be born in a Western family, even if I had a mission in the Western world, and neither to be, to take birth in India, but because 60 years ago, when I was born, India didn't have the freedom that they have with women today. So I... I I had to take birth on an island where all the re- religion were together, all the different culture were together with the Indian background because of the Vedas, which is very important to me. Vedas is not like Bible. In the Vedas, nobody will tell you, say, a prayer. It's mantras. And mantras are very different than a prayer. A prayer, most of the time, people, unless it's a prayer of gratitude, but most of the time people are asking to get something. In the Vedic tradition, we are used to say, I am that, that I am. Whether it's a Soham, whether it's Om Namah Shivaya, whether it's Saraswati, any, any mantra, it's always about us, about I am that. I honor the divinity in me, I honor the divinity in the other. So I know mantras probably since I was in the in the womb of my mother more than prayer is the way it is said in the West. So from that place, everything becomes spiritual because we have tradition in our culture before we cut the vegetables, before we cut the flower to offer to our guru. In India, we don't... If I say to you, India is a godless country, what I mean by this is that there's no God that punishes in the sky. We will most of the time go towards a guru who has already been enlightened. And this is our knowledge. We don't know what God is without guru in India. You know, so everything I, is, I, is spiritual to me. Everything. It's, um, I, I lived for two years in India. I'm, uh, mm. I lived in South India. I lived mm. in um, the Sri Aurobindo Ashram in Pondicherry, and I also lived oh, in... Oh, um, this is my main Arizona. work, main teeth. Oh, how lovely. Really? Do you understand the transformation of matter into light then? Yes, about the supermental being. Yes, this is my work for humanity, for the whole humanity. Oh, Sometimes wow, I just got when chills. the work is still... <laughs> Oh, sometimes when the work is so magnificent and grandiose, I receive the darshan of Mother and Aurobindo in my meditation room. 
Oh, well. So we should and let people know And sometimes I wish they would be on the planet right here physically. Well, so, so uh, you know, we should probably fill my audience in <laughs> to this conversation because, uh, I mean, we can have our conversation because I have been, you know, I lived in the ashram, lived in, lived in Oroville, uh, and obviously participated in the spiritual tradition there when the mother was still alive. This was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we share a little bit about the the Sri Aurobindo's teachings and wh- and how it well, can, I mean, might as well just dive right into this and and how it's connected well, to your I, you teachings. You live there. I think it'd be wonderful for you to share. For me, it would be normal, but for you. I think they all will wish this experience. <laughs> well, l- let me just share a little bit. I um, I was I was uh, working in the Peace Corps in Malaysia, so my time was over at the Peace Corps. I, I had in my um, in my last year at university, I had a spiritual awakening. So it's like a moment of samadhi, and it changed everything in my life. So it began the spiritual path and the spiritual journey, and um, so it brought me to Malaysia. And then, uh, and then after, and in Malaysia, by the way, I lived in Ipoh, which is a uh, town mostly of Indian and Chinese uh, residents. And I would go visit the temples, the Hindu temples, the Chinese temples. I just, it was wonderful. And then I decided on this journey that I was on, the spiritual journey. I needed to go to India and you know further my enlightenment. And I um, arrived in uh, Pondicherry. I didn't know anything about um, anything. I didn't know anything about um, the teachings of Shurabindo. I didn't know anything what was happening there. But I, I went to visit. I was going to find the place that was right for me to do yoga. I had all sorts of concepts. And when I was in India, when I was at Pondicherry, I stayed in a guest house, and I discovered that all my belongings were stolen. Everything was stolen, my money, my passport, my backpack, everything was stolen by this person who was visiting friends. You can imagine, you can imagine, I was alone, everything was gone, stolen. So I uh, I talked to these friends and they somehow found the father of this young man who stole my bag and the father made him return everything to me. I, you know, in, in India... That's a miracle, right? That is a miracle. So I, I thought, you know, there, I, I must, there must be a reason why I'm here. And then I went to visit this um, international township that was built on the vision of Sri Aurobindo, who was a very different guru from other teachers in India because he saw that humanity was evolving and was about to take a quantum leap. And he created in this vision a township that would... Um, house the people would come from all over the world and they would create uh, an environment where they could be like a living laboratory of, of emerging into the spiritual into this another level of spiritual awareness and I lived there and I lived there um, for two years I lived in a mud hut I uh, we had no running water we had no electricity I was farming I was living with the with the scorpions and with the the the, the boas and with the uh, you know vipers <laughs> and um, it, it it was a very profound time and some of the time I actually did stay in the ashram the Sri Aurobindo ashram which is in Pondicherry 
So um, it, it was profound time, and I, I realized that it you know it wasn't about doing yoga. It was about this inner work, just through karma yoga, mm. through work. And we were we were building, we were yeah. creating. We we I built. I, I was in a community that was building, creating a farm that came out of the desert of land that had been eroded and became a desert, and we turned that into a garden. So, um, so that's my experience of being there for the two years. Fantastic. And I, what I'm seeing when you speak is this this has defined your life until today somehow. In your Akash remembrance, you had this work of enlightenment of consciousness and enlightenment of matter. This is This is gorgeous, beautiful. You know, I when I went to India, uh, I felt like I was coming home, right? And you either love India, hate India. I felt I was returning home. It just was this feeling, and I felt that I just might live there for, <laughs> for the rest of my life. But that was not mm-hmm. my destiny. I kind of got kicked out. It's like time to move on because I can't, I can't relive that past life. I have to move on to this life. That was my sense of it. So I left and. And, uh, you know, here I am, right? Well, maybe today you realize there's no past lifetime. It's all the kaleidoscope of every experience and expression of yourself in this very moment. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Everything that's brought us to this moment of who we are. Yes. So so let's let's talk about the emergence of a new paradigm of the new humanity. You know, we live in a time, it's a time of transition, and it's a time of tumultuousness, and and so many things cause people to be afraid, live in fear, live in fear, live in fear of what's happening to our society, to our culture, to our planet, live in fear of what's happening with the environment. But But there is something more going on. And um, would you like to kind of help us understand so we can move more in harmony with this cycle? Absolutely. What's happening on the planet right now was already designed several thousand years ago. I would even say more than that because the destiny of the planet was already organized, orchestrated, waiting for humanity to wake up so it can, the planet can take off. So if today we can speak of old paradigm and new paradigm, it's because humanity has rise its own consciousness. Without humanity, this evolution that's happening right now is impossible completely impossible. The magnetic field of the planet has increased because the human consciousness has increased. And so many new portals are open for this civilization for the first time in this civilization to step into the newness of the planetary system. May it be ley line, chakras, the different fields on the planet, and it's happening to humanity as well at the same time. We are now in that phase where 
nobody can separate the evolution of the planet and the evolution of humanity. Humanity is moving into a phase where one will have to live one's life defined by consciousness. Everything is about consciousness. Whether the old paradigm, new paradigm, everything is consciousness. I used to give a workshop called Journey of Profound Healing. And when I say profound, it's profound. Where I could see everything before they will even incarnate. Why they chose this parent or this parent chose them. The why. The why somebody is a is an adopted child. And then clear all of this from their Akash memory for them to use today their Akash remembrance and become a new being in a way. They're taking birth to themselves, giving birth to themselves. Now concerning everything that you see happening, I say there is order in chaos. There is order in chaos. Meaning do not be concerned for what you see. We are stronger behind what you see. The unseen, the quantum, is where we are working for this new human. I have seen energy that I can say far beyond what we know today, way far beyond. hundred years from now, I can share with you how it will be. There will be a time where humanity will cross the border of 50%. And you still will see chaos. The thing is, whatever darkness you, ex you see or even experience today, it's because there's a huge amount of light that's penetrating this stratosphere. It's coming in. It's entering the, the field of humanity, not only the field of the earth, the field of humanity, the subtle bodies of humanity, the chakras of humanity, which means that there's more light entering the brain, entering the pineal brain. More and more you will hear people are being awakened around the planet, and some have never even say a mantra or meditate in their life. What's important for us to see and to hear all those who have meditated maybe for 50 years, maybe 60 years, maybe 80 years, because of you, because of you, today the planet is finding its glory in its enlightenment and its ascension. We have already moved from the third dimension. I am not saying it's comfortable always for those who do not understand. Like just before this interview, a neighbor called me saying her husband is having a stroke. Please come quickly. I did what I have to do from this place. In the U.S., I'm not known as a doctor because I didn't want to go through the different state and different go through the exam, I refuse that system, which is full of control. So I decided not to practice in the U.S. 
And those who get to meet me now, they know me as the master healer. In this place where I am right now, this community, that's how they know me. This is not the first time they call me when there's a, a big situation. So people are, and these people are not young, they are starting to realize healing energy exists, healers exist. A long, long time ago, when, when everything was still harmonious on planet Earth, women were the greatest shamans. It was not men. Women were the greatest leaders. Women hold that role. Then it's not new that women will take over again. Women have a strength that very few men have. Nevertheless, it's important for us to honor the divine masculine in everyone and the divine feminine in everyone, as we carry both the masculine side and the feminine side. The key now is the balance. From our heart to our brain, with our quantum DNA, we are creating the new human, androgynously, where the perfect balance of left and right hemisphere, perfect. At a point on the planet, there will be no male and female the way we distinguish it or differentiate it today. There will be androgynous, harmonious living life, harmoniously. This is life defined by consciousness, using the intelligence of life in its full spectrum to start with today to heal the body to heal the mind, to heal the subtle bodies, to heal the spirit, to heal the soul, the part of the soul that has come on this planet to take a physical body. There's no difference between the essence of the soul and the great presence or the source or the divinity or the, the inner and outer God. There's no difference. The difference is imagine that the Supreme Self, or God, or Source, or Atma, has million rays. One of them is the soul. Why we call it the soul? Because it differentiates itself when it enters matter. Because the matter will go through a lot of experiences, and the soul will have the imprints of all these experience. Like very long time ago, maybe 30 years ago, I met, maybe more than 30 years ago, 40, I met this unique person in Egypt because I've spent maybe 50 nights in the Pyramid of Giza by myself alone sometimes. And I met this very unique person who looked at me and he said, wow, your soul is everywhere in the creation. Yes. Yes. Because I live everywhere in the creation. As consciousness. And a part of my soul is in this body and around this body and I'm going everywhere. That doesn't mean that the soul is local. The higher self is local. No. There's no locality for souls. There's no locality for higher self. Nevertheless, to give to the linear mind a sense of 
education to understand about the higher self, the the supreme self, the godly self, the heart chakra, I create design. I create, visualize images so people can see or even put bright color light or golden light for them to see beyond the veil what life is like. My main work is to global enlightenment, meaning everybody be awakened and ascension of matter, enlightenment of matter. So it's important for me to be able to explain through visuals what's happening to the person. Like if somebody is depressed, I can show them with images why they are depressed, what has happened. Somebody take drugs, I can show them what has happened or their family why they've committed suicide. I can show a, a lower frequency thought, what people call negative thought, on, on a screen what is doing in, in your field and how when you move back into alignment consciously, how your field change completely, your mood change, your everything, the brain, the mind, the way you eat, your consciousness is not the same. Unfortunately, in the West, most people will wait to have an, an issue in life, whether it's the death of a child or the death of a parent or a partner or cancer, to search for that spirit. I am inviting all of you to realize you are not only a physical body. You are way more than that. You are all that is. You are divine. You are, you are the creator. You are that. And you are the manifester of your reality, of your world. Nobody can take your power away if you do not give them permission to do so. So the new paradigm is for you to really be aware that you are bigger than this body that you carry, that you hold. And you are not your body. To, you have to distinguish these two. You are not your body. Then let's go to the mind. How many times the size of the mind, the quality of the mind, the attributes of the mind has changed because of the different kind of thoughts you've brought into the mind. So you cannot be your thoughts, and you cannot be your mind either. And you are the ultimate mind. When you look at the mind as a tool and start to use that tool, you can manifest your world the way you wish it. I give a course, a course online called The Power in Your Mind. Not my mind. Tremendous power. To the point that now, those who have taken this course with me, I'm taking them to a course with their quantum DNA. Science will discover all this in a few years. Maybe it has started to happen already. In the body, in the physical body, is the DNA. 
it may hold maximum 5%. The 95% is a quantum DNA where you hold you as divine, as supreme is in. In this, quantum DNA is also your Akashic memory, your Akashic record, and your Akashic remembrance. There's a difference between the Akashic memory and the Akashic remembrance. The Akashic memory is everything is in it, everything. Good, less good, bad, everything, every single action you've had, whether the action is a thought or a feeling, it's still an action. It is in that Akash. You also have in your Akash all the great things you've done since the beginning of time on this planet. When you, when you came from somewhere else, maybe Sirius, maybe Venus, maybe Pleiadians. The Pleiadians are, are the main parents of humanity. Later on this planet, another group came called the Anunnaki who manipulated the DNA of the human system. With that forgetfulness, many things happen. Now we are coming out of all of these energies to be the real human. It's fantastic to be human. The divine human, I've seen the divine human in preparation. This evolution that's happening now what is evolution? Is when you take a thought, work with it, it becomes an advanced thought. This advanced thought then is, is put in a very clear energy, quantum energy, pure, with pure consciousness. And the result will be what is being manifested. So the new human will be quite grandiose because it will be the human who remembers everything. The children who are taking birth right now, they have a different DNA. The Akash doesn't have all the stuff that the Akash of those who are 50, 60, or 30 even. They don't have drama such as famine, such as war. These children, many of them are saints taking birth with a high consciousness, meaning that their DNA, their, their physical DNA may be 3%, and their quantum DNA is more in their physical body, and it's everywhere in the body. So this is knowledge, great knowledge. So I am among those who are in the physical body, very few, in the physical body, and work with a whole gang in the invisible world, which is visible for me, from the other other side of the veil, and bring the energy here, on the planet here. So naturally, having all this light coming, the darkness will surface the it's like when, when somebody eats something which is not of, of good quality. How do I say this? Like poison food by when people 
eat, what is it called, sea, seafood, sometimes it's not fresh, and they throw it. So what's happening now on the planet? The planet is throwing up. Humanity, every human is throwing up their, their something. There's something which is not high frequency, high vibration. And in that sort of void or space, then the new energy enters. You can go to bed tonight for those who sleep. You can go to bed tonight and in the morning you feel something is very different. Completely different. You are part of those who are being the pillars of consciousness, the pillars of light, the pillars of love, the the ambassadors of love, the ambassadors of light and high consciousness, and you are the one who are holding and preparing for the new civilization. We have several yugas, we have several cycles for this part of the of creation, and the old one is coming out, prepared to leave. And the Satya Yuga, the Yuga of Truth, is being prepared by us for humanity. So naturally, the order is coming. And at a point, this energy that distinguishes this side of illusion of, of life and the truth will become thinner and thinner. It's a membrane of energy. It's thinner and thinner. The same way in your heart chakra, there are two chambers. And these two chambers, you can distinguish it, them through the, the membrane, which is to show the high frequency of love, which is completely divine, completely supreme, completely same here, and on the other side of the veil to eternity, to, to source, it's exactly the same love. The more one serves, we start speaking about service earlier, the more one serves with no expectation of whatsoever. No thank you, no nothing. What happens is that this membrane that, that distinguishes the two chambers of your heart becomes thinner and thinner. Meaning the vibration from the other side can come to this side, and one day, when the, the phase of enlightenment is, there is no more separation in the heart chakra. It's only one big chamber of absolute love, pure, pure love. And it's the same love that you feel here, and when I've had in our organization some who has, how do we say, transition to another reality. And they are amazed when I accompany them to where they have to rest. They're amazed how the love was the same. And sometimes they were doubting this love that man loves them so much on earth. And they realize it's exactly the same love. And then, of course, they ask me, can I come back with you on earth? No, 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 rest. Rest. And it gives a great opportunity for the soul as well to, to expand, to to move back in its pure essence. And the, the thing is, you see, energy doesn't die. People may die. 
even though death doesn't exist. Energy does not die. Energy dissolves, transmutes. So the best is to do the work here. And the first work I suggest everybody does is forgive themselves so that there's no more guilt. Forgive yourself. When you really work with this, then ask for forgiveness to anybody you are conscious you have harmed. And you can also say, I ask for, for forgiveness for anybody that I may have hurt unconsciously. Forgive them. You know, on a tree, there may be 1,000 buds. Not all the buds will open. Not all the open buds will become a mature flower. Not all the mature flower will be the fruit. So some took birth with a certain program that don't want to forgive, and it's okay. That respect your contract until you become conscious and aware, which is the main component of transformation, awareness, and conscious. Then you can shift your own contract with yourself. You have your signature that nobody can change. I work with some some students around me and disciples that. I know their signature from anywhere in creation because I'm not always on this planet. Anywhere. Something happens to them on the planet, I'm right there. I'm right there. And that's that's evolution. Every human will, will get to that place of consciousness the more they live their life defined by consciousness. Have I spoken too much? Have I gone too far? <laughs> oh, no, it's we're you know we're I I can just tell you that I'm soaking all of this in. Thank you so much. I I um okay. So let me just ask. So so the important one of the important things we need to understand is that we are in this time of transition of evolution, and you can look at the news. Listen to the news. You can get caught up in all the drama, which is just part of the chaos, and bring your frequency down. Or you can shut all that off because it doesn't really matter. It doesn't impact you. You don't impact it other than it affects your frequency. And focus on the things that are going to remind us and keep connecting us to our truth. It's not my point of view. I think every citizen of every country must know what's happening in their country so they can vote. If they don't know what's happening, they won't even be interested in voting. But how do you know what's really happening? Well, in a lounge or something, I'm watching the news. The thing is, I keep my frequency where I am to be. And Mm -hmm. I listen. I don't become the news. Mm -hmm. I listen to the news. And when I hear some journalists are surprised to see what is happening in in this world or in this country. I said, you elected that. Why are you surprised? There's no surprise. It's just like we wonder how long will it last. 
at a point, you see, there's no more secret on this planet. Everybody knows about Illuminati today, which was, I was part of secret society, which is clearly now everybody can access. Because most people are starting to leave secret society, and they're putting what they've learned. There are things they have signed they cannot put out. I've done the same thing. No. But everything else. Everybody should listen to the news. I don't agree that we just don't listen to the news. You won't know what's happening in the country, meaning you're part of an ignorant group. But how to use it is the key. Right. So, so how to use it and how, so how best to move through our life in a way that we can stay connected and and to our spiritual self, and if we want to excellent. watch the news. That's excellent. The first thing we all have to know is that nobody is disconnected from their spirit or from their higher self or from their I am present. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, it's always connected with you. The key is always. Are you aware that there is this huge energy in you and around you? This is the key. This is it. It's called the Antakarana. It's a tube of light that's connected to the source in you, the I am present, the presence in you, the God in you, and for you. So you have your own very supreme self. Become aware. And it's a verticality. I always say religion is horizontal and spiritual is vertical. Hmm. In every culture, you see people look up and say, God knows. Why do we look up? This presence is right here. And part of it is in the body, in the physical body, inside us. So, Everybody can start to take a moment of stillness and become aware. Open your hands, open your palms, and the fact that I am speaking these words, when you, you all listen to it and listen it several times if possible, I will be activating your chakras in your hands as well. So when you lay down or when you sit down, your palm is up. You will feel energy in all your vortexes, in all your subtle bodies, and in your brain. Because your pineal gland will start to be active. Your pineal gland is your portal to all that is. And allow these energies, just allow. The, the biggest work for humanity is just allow. From doer just allow, which is another way of doing, but you are not controlling it. You just allow the energy to enter your field. I also give some techniques how to see your own light, your precious light, until you realize you are that light itself. And every word you put after I am will have a power, because the I am, the Soham, the the ship, this is the godliness. 
So whatever word you put behind, it will be powerful. You can say, I am a light. I am light. I am love. I am consciousness. It will be that. You say, I am depressed. You will also become depressed because of the power that it holds. So, everything you do, be aware that you are not alone. You have this phenomenal presence in you and above you and around you. Speak to it. Create dialogue with it. Well, there, there's another thing that I've been teaching recently. Every single human has an intelligent body, a perfect body, a quantum body, which is absolutely perfect. You wish to be healed? Start communicating with your quantum body or your smart body, your whatever word you can give it. It's a body that never decays. And it's a body that comes with you at every birth. Start to have a dialogue with your quantum body. Start to be in love with your quantum body. Start to be in love with life. Be a lover of life. Be always in love with it. Which means your heart chakra will always be open. And from that chakra, it will go to everything. It will come out of the, the pores of your skin. That love is, is, is intoxicated. It's blessed. A real bliss. It's like the blue sky. It never goes away. There may be clouds because the planet is, is searching itself and it's, it's ascending, so it's birthing to, to herself to go Matagaya is birthing herself into her new heart. So there will be some chaos. Many women who have had birth, they've gone through chaos before this, they see this little creature. It's the same for Matagaya. It's the same for the planet. She is birthing to enter and, and be settled in the fifth dimension and more dimension and more dimension. Life is, is that kaleidoscope where you can tap in anything in any moment, mostly with the clear, cleaning, cleansing uh, what has been for centuries in the Akash record. Today we can speak of Akash remembering, where you tap into Everything is glorious in it. High frequency, love, life, great power of healing, humility. That's so much abundance of everything. Exactly what you need is in it. This moment of silence. Tap into it. Use your breathing. And there's a technique of breathing where you, your teeth, the upper teeth and the lower teeth, touch each other and you breathe strong. Even two minutes, you will feel your energy in the cream. Completely. And why the teeth? Because each tooth has its place in the body, in the spine. And the more you breathe like this, the more the Kundalini from, from its base will start to be activated. May go all the way to the brain at once or may go into each chakra and does it work. And the equilibrium between the Ida and Pingala, all these are so important. It's happening now. 
And speaking of Kundalini, centuries ago, the Kundalini was in Tibet, installed in Tibet and come all the way. For the next civilization, Kundalini will be in the Andes, in the part of South America. So the work now is clearing the path to bring the Kundalini all the way to South America. So this is huge. has never, never happened in this civilization. So we're on the preparation for the next civilization. This is evolution. And involution happens also at the same time. Involution and evolution. It's all life defined by consciousness. Determined best course of action. Accurate thought. Clear decision. Where do I invest my energy? Ask yourself this question. Where do I invest my energy tonight? So that when you are resting your body, your energy is working for you. Where do, where do I invest my energy today? And remember, your mouth is not a trash, so eat living food. It's so important for your cellular structure. Because your cells are going to change. You are moving the, the, the substance of the body that the way you know it today is going to shift to a certain crystalline, um, crystalline silicone which will be very flexible so that you can fly. So all this is happening now. The, the cellular structure must receive from you because nothing will move if you don't, if you don't give direction. You are the master of your body. You're the master of your mind. You're the master of your emotions. You're the master of your spiritual path. You are. So give direction to your soul. Give direction. My beloved soul, this is what I wish now. I wish to transmute my Akash system. My beloved soul, I am ready to, to clear, to, to give different direction to my cellular structure, to my DNA structure. Start your dialogue with you. You will really experience what I think in America they call anti-aging. I don't call it like this, but I'm telling you, you can change your structure. You can stop aging. It has to do with the hormones in the brain. Your endocrine system is in your brain. So the first thing you could do is test your hormones. Stop taking all these drugs for your body. Use CBD, pure CBD. Even this is being uh, uh, falsified now. So use pure CBD oil when you need. And if you can get nano, I create nano CBD oil. So it can penetrate under your tongue in your bloodstream. And also then you can have your, your CBD last longer. CBD is not for pain on me. It does million things. There are several, five plants that I've been able to um, identify who are enlightened on this planet. Use them. And then stop to use them for, let's say, after three weeks, you stop, so the body can start creating its own. And then start again, maybe after ten days. Uh, by giving the, the right thing to the body, the body 
The DNA knows, and it will start to create. Imagine your body, your cellular structure, your organs, your mind, anything you wish. Imagine that it's like a sailboat, which has no direction. You've never given direction to your body. You've never talked to your body. You've never had a conversation, a dialogue with your body. Then see a sailboat with a sextant where everything is clear, going to the direction you desire. Do the same for your body. Do the same for your digestive system. What you ingest must be able to digest fluidly with no encumbrance. It all starts with awareness, consciousness. So there's no, there's no difference between spirit and you. You are the one who said to spirit, spirit, my beloved spirit, that's what I wish now. When you go and do a ceremony to the earth, when you're buying a, a, a land or a, a house, even in an apartment, you do ceremony inside, you are acknowledging that there's spirit. When you get married, you acknowledge the spirit. And then you forget. Hello, wake up. This is a wake-up call of what's happening on the planet. You take your child to be baptized, but you acknowledge a certain spirit. Continue. The spirit is always present with you. Never leave you, never. Even at the moment of death, no, no, no. goes with you where your soul, your energy, you have to rest. And then you decide. How do you decide you're coming back on the earth? Is because when you start to come out of, your energy start to come out of your body, you turn and you, you realize, oh my God, I did all of this, oh, I hurt so much, please. You're speaking to your guides and your soul, your gang. Oh, I want to go back on earth right now to tell them I never wanted to hurt them. This is how you plan your life. There's no God who says you have to do this, you have to do that. This does not exist. I travel with light body in this whole creation. I've never seen a God who punished anybody, ever. You can become an ascended master. Jesus, in your culture, Jesus made it clear. Everything I do, you can do. Have a great master. Moses, great master. But he said, the burning bush, it was not, nothing was burning. I'm speaking of this because I got this question recently. Nothing was burning. It's the light. The, the being of light who appeared in front of him. And it will happen to you. Fast. Go for a retreat in the woods where nobody bugs you. And I'm telling you, you will experience the light being standing in front of you, inside of you, around you, above you. You are never alone. This transformation, this transition, this evolution. Call it conscious evolution and you evolve consciously every day in a nano moment. Every single day. Hmm. <laughs> Breathing. Well, take a breath. Just take a breath. For all of you. <laughs> when you listen to this, use the breath also. Because when I speak, it's not word, it's energy. So absorb it through your breath and dive into it and 
enjoy it completely. Yes, that's beautiful, and I am taking a deep breath. And it's so perfect we've kind of reached this point, Saima, because we've come to the end of the show. Would you believe? Perfect, perfect timing. Perfect timing, right? I, I knew think it was there's be that. no end to that show because whoever you bring on your fantastic, beautiful work you're doing, the energy is continually, continuously continue. Well, there's it no is. End. It's just it, there's no end. It's just uh, um, a completion so of this conversation. This <laughs> yes. And and I want people to know where they can go to learn more about you. So, uh, your website, one of your websites is Sa Ma, and I'm going to spell it S-A-I hyphen M-A-A dot com. So it's Sai hyphen Ma, two A's, M-A-A dot com. And the other website is awakenedlife.love, and uh, that's a place to learn more about uh, Sai Ma's programs and community. And she has a... Uh, uh, free gift for us, and, and you go to awakened well awakenedlife.com. If you get these emails uh, either from my Facebook or from my website, then uh, there's some other links there and uh, some other special offerings. So I invite you to like me over at What Women Must Know or visit me at Dr. Cheryl Selman because all of that will be in the archive shows that I send out every week. So. Um, uh, Saima, it's uh, just wonderful to be able to have this special time with you and with my community that you've been sharing with. We're very grateful. We're very honored. We're very humbled to have you with us today. It's been very, very special. Dear Cheryl, dear soul, I thank you for your service to us. I honor your divine masculine. I honor your divine feminine. And for you to serve us like this is a great, great honor for all of us. I'm very grateful to you. And to all of you. Go ahead, please. Well, I was just going to say it's a, you know it's such an honor to have you and to have all my people, all the wonderful listeners I have part of this community. And and um, uh, I just want to thank you for being with us on the Love Code this week. Uh, every Saturday, 11 a.m., come back. And just to um, complete our conversation today, I just wish you all a week filled with love, peace, and harmony. Thank you all. Mm. God bless. See you next week. With great, great love, with great gratitude, with deep respect, I welcome you all in my heart, in the eternality of love. Thank you. Thank you all. Bye for now.